Welcome everybody to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. We have a special guest here today. Uh, we're doing a very special podcast where we're going to be talking mostly about hardware, uh, specifically the Surface Duo 2. Uh, we had our uh, friend Shane on who you know does 200 videos a week about the Duo, but we thought we'd give some uh, time and highlight uh, a writer, so when you guys are maybe actually been familiar with, don't really know personally, or haven't really actually seen, just kind of been, uh, you know, words on a screen for you guys. But uh, we're joined with uh, Dave today, and he's going to be talking about his experience uh, as a journalist, as just someone who has a Duo 2, and someone who probably uses it more than some of the YouTubers you've seen who have probably moved back to their iPhones or moved back to their Galaxy Folds or uh, their Pixels or whatnot. So, uh, you know, without further ado, we'd like to welcome Dave here to the podcast. Hopefully he'll be back, uh, you know, sometimes down the road. But today we're talking Duo. And right off the bat, my first question to you as a Duo owner um, is, how was the buying experience different? Just before we even get into, like, you actually holding the phone and how it feels up. Was that any different than when you bought the first duo? Um, so not much different. Um, I just sort of, it was 1800 bucks. So that's like the big, that's the big gas moment where it's like, doesn't have an outside display, doesn't have, I mean, the cameras are okay. When you take a picture, whereas you took a picture with the first one, you're like, can't use this at all now you're like i could use this with some editing i mean <laughs> it's not great and they i wish they kind of made it recessed inside so you could fold it all the way back um which they're like it's like a block of cheese that's like not noticeable and i never use like i never take calls anymore if I'm going to take a call, it's like a work video call. Um, and for the most part, I just use it for text messages. Um, and all my friends are on the Apple eco ecosystem. So they're like, we would prefer you to have an iPhone, but I'm going to hold out forever if <laughs> possible. I mean, I did get an iPhone 12 mini, which I don't keep in a case and I've dropped it so many times i have dropped this once um which i was oh my god i'm gonna use microsoft complete but uh it survived uh, i'm sort of just waiting for that uh pen case oh there's another thing the flashlight comes on every so often weird stuff and i didn't want to i didn't want to report this either but uh, you can't really see it on camera, but I have two different uh, temperatures, screen temperatures, which I did not have before, which seems like a lot of uh, devices from um, from Best Buy have this problem because other people have turned them, returned them, get a, got a new one, same problem. So don't know if it's like a hardware or a software update, um but yeah it's it's a frustrating experience also it's november uh surface duo has not had any updates since october uh and it's like are they waiting for android 12 l 
or is it more like we don't update our own products, you know? Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, my next question actually is uh, just if you could, you know, rattle off maybe five to 10 uh, notable hardware improvements that you, you obviously noticed uh, from the original deal to this one. Things that you were like, oh, this is cool. Or as you mentioned, like the camera, like oh, I wish they had done something different. When you pick it up, I mean, it feels worth the money this time. Whereas the first one was like, uh, I feel like if I drop this, it's going to break. This one is like, could break. Um, the screens are nice. The bezels are a little bit smaller than the than the first one, which I had to trade in to Best Buy because uh, getting that seven hundred bucks off is an easier pill to swallow. Yeah, you know, because um, if you had to pay full price, I would just be like, nah. Like even a thousand is still a little bit too much but if it was like a little uh the curved screens make it a little bit nicer it feels like a nicer device um you don't feel like you got bamboozled uh like the first one if i paid 1700 for that i would feel regret now i just feel regret because i have a device that nobody else uh thinks about using it you know, it's it's cool, but does it do anything different than the iPhone 12 mini? Probably not. I mean, it's I think the only way for people to start buying it, unfortunately, is to just cover the gap completely with just bendable screen. I don't know how that does. <laughs> like, I don't know how they make that happen, um, but just provide a way when people span it to just be a full screen type situation. Um, Cause I know it's like, use them like they're dual monitors. Um, but it, I don't know. I really love it, but that's only cause I'm a Microsoft fan and I'm blinded by my fanboyism to, you know, pledge allegiance to, I miss a uh, windows phone, which many other people do. And I tried to go back. I bought like old Windows phones. Like, ah, oh, I'm gonna try and make this happen. It's over. All right, <laughs> you can't go back. Oh, the dagger. The dagger. I know it's tough. Like, I mean, with I that know. pill of reality, uh, I was gonna ask you. You were talking about uh, being able to span the uh, the apps themselves and stuff. And so that was my next question: Is what software improvements? Because you also mentioned like that it doesn't fundamentally do anything different than the iPhone. And I would argue that it would, but I mean, I've only played with it in store. I've seen some like other people kind of make use of the dual screen. So uh, initially, it does something you know the iPhone doesn't do, which is something an Android has been doing for years. The iPhone doesn't do, which is multitasking. Like it is, iPhone has perfected the single use full screen app. But you know, for people who want to like you know uh, open up, uh, I don't know if Instagram allows you to do dual screen. Maybe Instagram doesn't, but you know, you could do it like at Twitter and email or something like that you can do it on a regular pixel uh or a uh the galaxy line has been known for it the notes are amazing with it so in your experience that you're using it uh what are the software improvements so far we'll get to some of the negative stuff a little bit later okay. but let's give it some positive up front <laughs> yeah yeah let's get the good stuff out of the way first yeah i would say for hardware wise and then i'll go to the software part sure um 
I mean, the build is a million times better. The fact that it has external cameras, NFC is good. Um, but I just use my watch for that. Um, so it's not the most important thing. Uh, they also have the wireless power share, which will be enabled when you get the pen case, which that's another 65 bucks. So might as well take another bath, you know, while you're protecting. Uh, but I think they'll nail it on the third iteration. Uh, but it's just, it's frustrating because you're like, this is the only place you can go for dual screen for a dual screen device because LG's gone, and that iteration was horrible. Um, but it feels so it's so slim in your hand. You're just like wow. And once you figure out a workflow that works for you, you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. Yeah. And then you know, once you shut it you're supposed to be done with work. So it's like, I don't want to see, although it would be cool to have an outside display to sort of play with, uh, to, you know, dismiss notifications, stuff like that. It'd be fine. Uh, I haven't used it for a team's call. I probably should have for this one, but I mean, the hardware overall, they hit it out of the park. Unfortunately, listening to the YouTubers of what is, needed to make it great but then you make it great and mk mkb hd is like still you now you can't fold it back it, it misses some of its you know what made it unique but yeah i mean we could talk to, let's talk about that because uh i mean i watch his videos just like i watch a ton of other people's videos and uh i do want to say that there is and i don't know if he's watching right now there's a youtuber named juan bagnell who does these amazing, in-depth, kind of out-of-the-box reviews about all kinds of devices. He was a huge LG fan, loved them. And he would do this kind of like a proprietary video uh, uh, stress test to see, you know, he'd basically encode video and kind of, you know, stress the audio, stuff like that. Like his reviews are super in-depth. And he has a duo. He's a big fan of the duo. He does, you know, talk about all of the shortcomings just like Shane does, I think, uh, Anybody who has a deal acknowledges those right off the bat saying like, you know, these are things that are wrong. But he also explains like, these are the things that you should probably be testing with. Um, need saving. Maybe it's just fine the way it is. Techies lately haven't been great at breaking down new gadgets. There, I said it. Since the launch of the Duo One, I've personally had a difficult time expressing my feelings on this idea because the hardware is so radically different than most other phones. Your duo, which you know, I don't think we even saw in KBHD kind of do that. He kind of goes through the review as though it were an iPhone uh, or a Pixel or even the Galaxy Fold to some extent, uh, which has custom software, which I think Microsoft is falling behind in that aspect. But stuff like triaging email, uh, things like uh, using OneNote and uh, uh, you know, with both typing and pen, and you know, uh, taking copying files and images from uh, you know, your email over to OneNote or or from a website to an email, things like that. I, I didn't see him do any of that with his review, which is kind of the bread and butter of the two screens. You know, as everyone kind of says, they want the one screen to kind of span and make a large thing. If I am sending a message to my wife and I'm like, you know, I need to take a screenshot 
of our VIN number for some reason. Say she's at the dealership or she's trying to get some information about the car. And I can send her, you know, from my messages, you know, copy paste that screenshot, put it into the text message without having to, you know, uh, do the multitask button and hover between apps and scroll around and hope they don't have to refresh. If I can just do that from one screen to the next, I think that'd be well worth it. So to your point about uh, these reviewers, things like that, kind of, you know, harping on the device, I just think it, you know, it requires a different testing process. Like we need to evolve the way we test phones. And would you, you know, how would you test yours? I mean, through your workflow now. Um, I do use a lot of like, uh, so I have a electronic garage door and I just have an app group called garage door and it shows basically, there we go. So it shows like uh, a security camera. And then if I want to open the garage door, uh, I can do that on a phone. So I, I mean, it's also helpful if you're looking through, I also use it on Spotify. This is, probably weird but i look up albums and see how people reviewed them to see if i want to listen to them uh yeah. so you can use it like yeah. that or be like is this worth my time to like if i liked previous albums of this certain artist is it going to be a bummer or whatever um i also like an idiot uh bought the new surface slim pen too which i have <laughs> uh this is the old one that goes with a Surface Pro X. Yeah, I just recently joined the club myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So getting this one is a little bit more sensitive than the previous one, but I don't know if it's was worth. Uh, so what happened was when I pre-ordered the Duo 2 from the Microsoft store, I didn't cancel the complete order. So I got the Surface Slim Pen 2 from Microsoft store and the duo two from best buy so okay it was All right, well, weird but there's another question for you and i think this is you know been the crux of everybody's review which again depending on how often you use it i guess it could be a big deal are the cameras marketedly approved like you had said you know that you you went from can't use this at all to i can use this with some editing uh, yeah the, and you yeah you have an iphone uh so yeah. how do you pair the the image quality um i mean the it's pretty good i would say maybe the iphone beats it out but it's apple's own processing they got it all tight tight in i mean i just take sort of shoot the picture and then look at it later sometimes it comes out good the only the issue was with the first one you had to like flip it back and then you're like which way where's the webcam and then you would take the shot and then there would just be like you'd see trails or it was just a horrible experience i haven't tried out the selfie as much because i just don't take selfies but i will say the uh game pass on this is pretty awesome once you get used to uh, the controls being just touch um, which is I'm used to having a controller so I can like crush it when I'm getting aggressive, but, um, yeah, it's really great for game pass games. Uh, I've played for, uh, Forza horizon five, which is an awesome game. Um, battlefield 2042, also a great game, but 
servers not working as well on release, which is happens. Um, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I I, I am now, you know, uh, we were talking just off mic about this. Like, I'd kind of gone through the like, you know, flurry of October hardware, and I was super excited. I wanted everything, and now I've kind of reeled myself back as I've seen people like yourself and other reviewers kind of go into the minutia of like owning the device for more than the two week review period. And now people have had it for you know three weeks, going on four. You know, the, it seems that like all the people who are using it have all of this useful information about it. Like, you know, again, they do talk about the negatives, which we'll talk about in a second, but regarding like the camera and things like that, I was uh, wondering if Microsoft could have done what Google did with the Pixel, particularly even like the three and the four. I mean, it has it has a bump. Uh, I don't think it's comparative to um, the Duo's bump. I think it's actually pretty thin compared to that. Uh, but they do all of that like processing on you know on the four yeah. they have their own chip for it. but in five they you know they send it up to the cloud the cloud spits back out an image sauce that makes our pixel camera unique is our computational photography computational photography so what does that mean it means doing less with hardwired circuitry and more with code i'm wondering why microsoft with all this machine learning that sasha data is always talking about all this quantum computing and stuff like that why can't they you know, they don't have to follow everybody with the three camera thing. They don't need, you know, necessarily all of these uh, big bulky lenses. Pixel didn't need it until this year. And even then, that's because they're trying to go for, they're trying to compete one-to-one with Apple. If Microsoft is doing half of what Google did with the, with the two, three, and four, with the smaller lens, the smaller footprint, I think you could have that full, full all the way back experience that you had with the original Duo and, you know, they just, I think they are relying on just sheer powered strength of their camera, and it's still falling short, as you're saying. Yeah. Uh, they need to go back to the drawing board and maybe you know, talk to the Google uh, or, you know, maybe siphon some of those Google uh, photos guys, those Google camera guys onto their team so that they could have that super thin device that uses a, a 12 megapixel camera and shoots out these amazing photos. Maybe they're three generations behind, but three generations of the pixel camera were still really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they were able to like just copy what Google does with the processing and just say Google helped us, that would be fine because uh, that's probably all they need is the processing. Because yeah. um, sometimes it's it's like a stock Android experience with the camera, like the video camera, video recording, great, 4K 60, 1080 60. I mean. Those look great, but if you're trying to like pixel peep, you're gonna find a whole mess of stuff because their uh, processing is just not as good as Google's, and they probably should have just been like, "We don't know what we're doing. We're gonna, you know, we'll we handed it off to the Google folks to make a Google camera for the Duo." Um, but you know, people that buy the Duo are not gonna be like fold users. Like they don't want to, uh, I would say the most frustrating part of just a single slab uh, phone is you can't like go to Netflix. It's basically just using two apps at once, which I feel like marketing, they haven't really explained how to use it. So people are like, oh, cool. 
it's uh there's a split in the middle and then they just focus on the stupidest but it's like when you use dual monitors i don't span youtube over both monitors it's just uh it's just how they've marketed probably because i'm like a fan and they announce something i'm like i feel like i could possibly buy that like the laptop uh surface laptop se i was like i I might need that for you know whatever but you know other people it's just it's more of yeah. a enterprise device. It's for people that have to do work that, you know, they usually check their phone, check the computer when they could just do it on the duo. But it's like, I can't re- recommend it to anyone, but I think you would enjoy it. So you should buy it, but take advantage of the best buy offers offer buy like the old Duo, if you could find it for like that's what I'm, I'm actually searching for one. I think I found one for about 316. I might end up picking up this weekend and kind of get acclimated to it before I go and invest, you know, a thousand, eleven hundred bucks for it. Takes, it takes a really long time, but like, yeah, once you get it. You're like, this is amazing. And you, and also, I will say, when I take it out to take a picture outside, um, people are like, what the hell is that? And then <laughs> yes. Explain it. And they're like, that's cool. And I was like, here's some of the stuff. It does great. So it's like, you can watch, which would, this would be really great if I could watch two YouTube videos at once. That would be great. Uh, The Duo, there's something wrong with Microsoft Edge. I might have to take a check with Arif. Um, But they updated it and then prevented people from doing that. but I would like to watch two YouTube videos at once or the option to yeah, do it. That would, um, that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing on my computer. Okay. And speaking of which, this will get us into one of our last two questions about the duo. And then we'll move on to the, the laptop SE. Cause again, we're talking hardware today. Um, we talked about how you kind of showing it to people and how Microsoft's doing a poor job of marketing. If first off, do you think they should make a surface duo three? Just a quick answer. Yes. All right. And if you one commercial, right? If you like get rid of that, that was crazy. But well, that was my question: is if they, if and when they do make a Surface Duo three, what improvements would you like to see, and how would you market it? Like, you know, if you were like, if they just said, "Here are the millions of dollars we're going to spend on this budget. Help us, Dave. Help us get the word out to people. You've used the device. Here's your commercial. Go." They can just copy what Samsung does, where it's like, <laughs> "Oh, I could flip this up." And use the camera like this and like video chat with my friends or, you know, lean hard on the Xbox part. Uh, probably not say it has triple cameras because when they're like that, they're like, well, oh, how's the picture look? And then on the presentation, you're like, that's pretty awesome. And, you know, the ability to take pictures and then edit it while you take another is pretty awesome. Um, but definitely, unfortunately, if they want to be more popular, they're going to have to curve the screen, sort of make it, uh, when that you span something, there's no missed text. Cause right now when you span something, there's like, you can, you can notice the text is gone, but, um, I guess 
maybe we'll see when Android 12L comes, but I mean, it seems like Microsoft's waiting to push that up uh, update out before they try to do the monthly security updates. But it's like people are having these complaints. Um, like it just it's faster than the first one, but it's just still like the first one software experience, which if they did a Surface Duo 3 with Windows 11 and Android apps support, that would be great. Um, but that's not going to happen because Windows Phone, so that's fine. But maybe yeah, I think, I think they're on their way to, you know, I think a Surface Duo 5 or 6 down the road might actually have uh, whatever version of Windows uh, X we were supposed to Windows uh, or whatever Windows X is supposed to be at some point if they can get the subsystem down. But I think if I had to like market the, the Duo, uh, the first thing I would do is obviously get it on carriers. I think that's, you know, even in the US or internationally, like those are your biggest helps. And that's what I believe the Fold is doing. I went on a flight to California last month and I saw four Galaxy Folds on a single flight. Oh, that's. Now, Two of them were like in first class and, you know, stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, there are people who are buying these things. And I think because you can go in and turn in a Galaxy S20 for like a thousand dollar trade in and you're basically really paying like six, seven hundred bucks to get the fold. That definitely helps on early adoption. And I think it kind of. bombs some of that early um, frustration you might have with the device if you're only paying six, seven hundred, you know, the price of a regular yeah. phone. If you're paying like yourself, you know, seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks, and you're having issues swiping up or, or getting the the uh, the apps to fall into place like they should be, it becomes more tiresome and frustrating, and you may just you know quit the experiment altogether. I think so. First off, get it on carriers. Second off, you gotta like you said, make commercials that explain this is how we use phones from now on versus like yeah. oh this is how we can make this phone like your old phone. Mm. As much as people are comfortable and like old, you know, knowing old things, things like that, I think some people are excited about, you know, being able to do two things at once on a phone or, or, or you know, or, or the concept of like, all right, when I close it, I am done with this thing. Like, I'm not going to close it and flip it over to the small screen. What was the yeah. point? You want to log off because, you know, pandemic's yeah. making everybody nuts. <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing, too, is I think. That hurt the first duo is that the idea was that I could take a mini computer, which is what we consider these things these days, is our phones are, you know, you're constantly on it. You, you know, probably pick up your phone 200 times a day uh, and you're out and about. With the duo, it was like, you can do that. And people are like, well, I already have a computer. I don't need to pay the price of another computer to sit, to take my, to do, to take what I do on the big computer to my little computer on the couch. It's like, I don't need that. Yeah. But if we can already get back out and go in to do stuff, it's like, all right, do I bring, uh, my Surface Pro, or do I bring a Surface Go, or do I bring an iPad, an iPad Mini? Do I bring any of those things, or do I just bring my Duo and maybe a charger, and I can get everything I need to do done? Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, as we kind of ease out of the pandemic, these devices will, will make more sense to people. Uh, last super question: Do you regret your purchase? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> if I was not a Microsoft fan and I just bought this for 1800 bucks, I would return it within the return period. But I've waited past that time and Best Buy is like, hey, you owe us 
for this device and we have all your credit card information. <laughs> so uh, now you can't return it. The problem is if I went to go sell this, who's going to buy it, you know? And that's kind of a problem. Maybe yeah. it's too expensive. If they can make it cheaper somehow, but still like right now, the software is lacking. Like it doesn't matter about the hardware, the hardware, if you bought it based on the hardware, you're not going to be sad at all. But it's like using it every day is frust can be frustrating. If you're expecting like everything to work smoothly, you're going to be frustrated all the time. But if you're like, hey, this is their second attempt, you got to have some faith. And then once you find a workflow for it, which you seem to already know, it's like, uh, it's sort of a like a life changing moment because then you're like, I don't need a single slab. Now I can just do everything on here. It's 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 a love hate relationship. <laughs> like it's like. If they could just copy what like Sam uh, Samsung or Apple just through wording it was like the greatest triple uh, triple camera experience ever on any phone that has two screens or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, we, will, we will hope that they could at least nail down the hardware experience, at least for the original deals. They have uh, about three weeks to get Android 11 onto devices for them to keep the promise. They have. A little bit longer for you guys to like keep a promise of making the experience more uh, enjoyable and hopefully with whatever android 12 l comes out and they are able to kind of natively pan things and kind of make use of uh, both screens at the same time with like a uh, notification shades and the way they kind of optimize apps to kind of spread out on the screen maybe all that stuff will come natively and microsoft is just waiting for that instead of tinkering with uh you know breaking more stuff by adding more code to it and trying to make their own version of it. They're just like, you know, we're going to let Google take over that part of the operating system and make it feel nice and smooth. Uh, maybe that comes in March or April or right before build, who knows, for well, you maybe guys. Maybe Microsoft just launches their own cellular company like Google Fi. That would be awesome. That would be something. Then I, yeah, then I would then I would hop on immediately. Or uh, bundle Office 365 with the two too. Boom. There are many. I mean, yeah, they Probably can do like a monthly fee. I don't know. <laughs> they need, yeah, they need the Google One or whatever Apple One services. Like, here's your hardware. We're going to give you Xbox. We're going to give you Microsoft 365, Office 365 for forty bucks a month or whatever, and you should be all set. Uh, with that being said, again, free marketing <laughs> Microsoft. Uh, let's move on to the Surface Laptop SE real quick. Uh, I know that you have seen it. You've probably written up some stuff about it. Uh, what are your thoughts about Google trying to, I mean, Apple or Microsoft trying to compete with Google with this particular device and this version of Windows SE or Windows 11, I guess? They should probably get rid of any SE versions of Windows 11. Just make it Windows 11 uh, so you can just, you know, the laptop's 250 and does everything a Windows 11 laptop would do. Um I don't know if they can compete with Google for education, but, you know, maybe they can. But since COVID's happened, everything's sort of gone weird, I guess. Um, yeah, it's 
hard to say. I mean, there. I heard uh, rumors that uh, uh, Nadella might get fired. Is that <laughs> I saw a conversation with you and Rabia on Teams, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was driving, and I was like, I can't Google any of this stuff right now. <laughs> no, we were talking off hand about. Uh, one that uh, they were Windows Phone fans who have been waiting for him to fail for a long time. I was one of them for I was one of them right at the beginning. As soon as he killed off Windows Phone, I was like, "You sir are dead to me." Uh, my heart left with Balmer, but I was joking about that. I mean, he's he's crushing it as far as the cloud's concerned. Yeah. Uh, as far as my take on it is that um, I think they need SE, but they also need to play up Microsoft in tune for education. That's that's its integral part. I think that's the the heart of this Windows um, SE slash cheap laptop push. Uh, because again, we got to be realistic about it. They still own about 60 to 70% of the education market, even in the US. Like Google had its flurry for the last like three years of Chromebooks, things like that. Microsoft is still the majority in schools. It's the majority, especially internationally as well. Um, so as much as we keep reading the headlines, the, the reality is that they still have people, you know, teachers in schools and admins in their pocket. So what they need to do is improve with, like I said, Intune for education. That's the management software behind Windows SE. Like I asked, I think Windows 10 S was perfect. Like I don't think they really need to change too much for that. Like they just need to explain to normal people who are trying to run out and buy like, oh, I want to buy this Windows 10 S because it's cheap and I want to run it as a Windows device. They're like, oh, you couldn't because you had to go, you couldn't go to beyond the store. These things aren't going to be sold to normal people. They're going to be sold to schools who are going to tell kids that they can't go beyond the store regardless. So that's half the marketing for the ESC part of it. Like they don't need to explain to people like this is your normal Windows. People are going to use the operating system like they would normally, you know, kind of go to the file system and snap Windows and um, go to the control panel or, you know, pull up or, you know, tap on the top of the uh, uh, uh box to open you know they'll use it like they would normal windows but they're not going to they're not expected to be like i'm going to go download um uh you know probably minecraft photoshop or minecraft or anything like that outside of the shop because this is yeah. a school thing so they don't have to worry about that uh but they do need to worry about it admins that are saying i need to erase fleets of these devices on the fly i need to uh put these permissions in on the fly i need to um have one person manage a school's worth of devices like we were cutting our budgets we don't we don't have enough money for three or four it guys to kind of refresh these computers every you know trimester or whatever we need to like, get them out to people at their homes on the fly like that's the part of google that google google for education which is killer that's what's been killing microsoft is that they're able to through the cloud just say here you know log in with your google credentials and all that information pops up we put the barriers on what you can what you can and can't see but other than that we don't really have to touch it and Microsoft is saying, like, well, if you have one person or a dedicated staff and you have the time and the resources, you can kind of do the same thing. And that's what's been killing them, aside from the price of the devices. I also think they need to get rid of the licensing fee so that they can allow their OEMs to compete competitively for price. Like, you know, everyone keeps saying that, like, uh, a $400 Windows device is crap. And I think, you know, part of that is, you know, they're compensating for the licensing fee. So, you know, it's already $100 more. And a Chromebook one was so if they're going to charge four hundred bucks for it, 
that extra hundred bucks can go into a better processor, it can go into more memory, it can go into solid state drives, things like that, that'll make it more competitive with the Chromebook. So I think I'm not very confident about their ability to stay competitive in this area. I love the push, but it seems like they did this with Windows 10 S. We're like, oh, we're going to do something big. And then people are like, all right, a year down the road, they're like, well, can we get some more updates to this? And they're like, ah, you're not, you're not, you're not professional. So piss off. Well, we'll come back to you in a, in a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, maybe they were just like, oh, we're growing. So why not grow into the education space? But yeah, the licensing would be huge um, if they figured out a way to like sign up schools for the Office 365, you know, program. Maybe they can make it cheaper over time. Be like, we'll front all the money for the devices. Um, just sign like a three-year contract with us. But I mean, I think people like Chromebooks because it's just easy. You can just open it up for like a lot of people like Google Sheets and Google Meet, which it's like, I don't like anything that's Google because it's like, it's just taking that information to ever advertise to me a bit. Uh, but of course I have Google Nest like all over my house because <laughs> I just wanted the power to play music when I, on all three speakers. So it's like basement, living room or base floor and then second floor and just like, well, we don't have one in our, we have one in our kitchen. So second floor basement music blasting on all speakers. I just wanted an automated life. So I'm trying oh, no, to, I, trying I, to push I, it. You have. Yeah. I like Google products. I don't like the productivity suite stuff because again, I've grown up on uh, windows things, Microsoft things. So there are some features that I find lacking. And when I try to like, transfer stuff or communicate with people outside of the Google ecosystem, it starts to kind of, you start to see it fray at the edges. And uh, as you said, people just sometimes want things to work. And there's a plus and minus that if you're in the system where it just works, it's great. Just like everyone who loves Apple. And when you're outside of it and you're trying to get it to work, that's when you start to say like, oh, that's why I don't like that ecosystem. I'll stick with this one. Uh, I mean, I'm going to wrap this up by just saying that um, the Windows Laptop SE, which is, we both discussed about 250 bucks and is I think four gigabytes of RAM, made of all plastic, has uh, 64 gigabytes of uh, uh, crappy storage. He's what is the EMC something or other storage, and uh, you know it's 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 interesting that they they, they consider it a surface device. I I think I was telling, talking to Eric about calling it just a Microsoft modern device, kind of like the modern headphones and the Microsoft modern. Um, speakers and things like that like it's still quality devices from microsoft but not the yes not the surface device but for whatever reason they're going to go with surface device forward as the title uh we'll see how that works I, they also i mean we keep talking in a vacuum but there are about 12 other devices that are going to be launched uh within the next week or so that are coming from oem partners that are a little bit cheaper and offer a little bit more as far as uh, specs and things are so you know microsoft isn't coming at this alone I wish them the best for this. Uh, I don't know specifically how different SE is so far from um, uh, Windows S, uh, but like I said, the Intune and Windows Autopilot are the two biggest things. So people who are interested in the information to figure out how management will be different, which again is key to it, come visit our site. Um, 
let people know where they can find you if you know if you're on places outside of our site or if not just let people know which articles you'd like them to read as that you've written lately uh i don't i'm not good at self-promotion at all you want to find me on twitter uh i think it's dav shanahan i don't know or click my profile <laughs> who knows i mean that's I'm, a good way to yeah i'm i'm on the internet but i got like 400 followers so that's that's pretty I mean, <laughs> that's not bad that's nothing to and to, are they bots probably um but i usually but are they quality bots is the question uh maybe <laughs> no, my my nephew's like i'll i'll get you followers he's like what's your what's your handle i'll i'll promote you but you he's very he's good at the tiktok dancing i sound like an old person but I am old, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, buddy. I, uh, my wife loves it. Um, she started watching at the beginning of the pandemic. She didn't get it at first. She's like, I don't understand that. Now she I watches mean, that, I think, more than TV. Like, we'll be, I'll sit down with her and be like, yeah, let's watch a show together. And we'll start watching it. And I hear her laughing in the corner. I'm like, God, she's on TikTok again. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, you can find me at Mindhead1 on Twitter. Uh, if you were interested, again, in any of David's uh, perspectives about his writings, uh, any, of his, any of the news that we talk about or editors, things like that, uh, go visit my, uh, on Microsoft.com or you can see a lot of that stuff. If you are just uh, a person who's quick on information, go to our Twitter page. Uh, again, that's on Microsoft uh, on Twitter. Um, again, we'll release giveaways, we'll list reviews, we'll talk about the latest news. Uh, uh, we'll briefly run through some of the stuff a week ahead, but it seems like Microsoft's starting to slow down on that kind of stuff. We did just recently have a couple insider builds released. Uh, I do have some hardware that i still finishing up. I'm going through a round of reviews, so I have a bunch of Lenovo stuff that I'm reviewing. I also have some portable screens. I was sent by a company in China, which is super cool. I think it's like the size of this, like, I don't know, carrying case or whatever, but it's like a full-on 4K projector uh, that I'll be reviewing. Uh, and then I have the Surface Laptop uh, Studio and Surface Pro 8 that I need to get to you guys, and I'm doing a bunch of benchmarking with that. So lots of uh, hardware news uh, this next week coming up. Do you have anything that you are uh, reviewing or going to be doing? Uh, maybe some how-tos? Uh, yes. If anybody knows what how-tos are good. Um, or, you know, anything. Yeah, and if feel free oh, to uh, ask your questions uh, on our website or on Twitter, uh, and we'll see if we can kind of get those to Dave. If you have any questions about the duo or any how-tos about the duo. Uh, if you have sure specific can... questions, yeah. I can tell you. Uh, will this be a Black Friday sale? Probably not, but who knows? They don't even have any with carriers yet. It's so annoying. I know. But I mean, uh, oh, Microsoft well, we'll can together. Yeah. They can, that they being can said, start their own. But yeah. Yes. With that being said, right. I want to thank everybody for joining us. It's been a little longer podcast than normal, but it was a special podcast. And now you get to see another writer from our staff. And I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we will talk to you guys another day. Have a great weekend.